Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey everyone, it is the podcast, the Red Men Podcast. Welcome aboard. Hope you're all having a wonderful Tuesday. I am because I'm joined by the exceptional Steve Haw and the magnificent Sam Walker for this one. Very kind. Made my morning, mate. There you go. You know what I mean? Well, spread a little love. You know, the seasonal affective disorder's kicking in for me in a big way at the moment. I've yeah, yeah, noticed subconsciously you've dressed all in black for the last couple of days. I mean, I literally dress all in black. I know, but sometimes, sometimes every, every day. Sometimes you sprinkle a bit of grey or like a, a lighter shade. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's because it's cold. Everything you yeah. own is black and it's cold. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm, just, I'm going through my hoodies. The, the hoodies, yeah, and, okay. and this is just what's what was clean. Hopefully, we can bring you some joy back. Yeah. You're magnificent too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, it would have been nice if you'd used an, an adjective that I'd not already thrown out there. You, you know? are beautiful. All right, so thank you. Um, it's awkward here, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say I'm getting off. Pretty <laughs> awkward, pretty quick. That's how I got um, this job. We are, of course, live um, on YouTube uh, and over on Red Plus as well. Yeah, uh, so if you want to get involved, use the live chat alongside on YouTube, or if you're a club legend uh, member over on the RedmanTV.com's Redman Plus, uh, then you can get involved there with any thoughts, feelings, questions, and all that good stuff as well. We're going to be talking about Liverpool's potential midfield issues. I don't want to over-egg this, um, but that's also that's why. We're having the chat about it because it's been the lingering issue since the, since since summer. It's the one thing that everyone sort of talked about, and I know we had this conversation around centre halves last season. So I don't want to feel like I'm 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 glossing over it for any for any reason. But uh, I do want to have a good old chat about which we'll do a little bit later in the show. Uh, and we're also going to look ahead to Atletico Madrid as well because why not? Uh, but we have got a couple of kickoff questions. Uh, the first one come from Timo Surtuk. Um on Twitter, who says, you have to name your newborn child and can only use the first names of non-British players in our squad. What are you picking, Sam? Tricky one, this one, because some, there's some half-decent old English names. We've got, we got a bit of Brian with Jordan Henderson in there. <laughs> Trent's, Trent's quite a cool name, but obviously he's English, isn't he? Um, I like I like Ib- Ibrahim. I think that's quite a nice name. If, if you're looking at, I'm, I'm not Ibrahim a Walker. Yeah, man, yeah. Ibrahim a good old Walker. That's quality. That's good. And it's got a ring to it. A bit of a mouthful, like. And it, <laughs> um, I'm not like, I love Virgin that, but my kid's not being called Virgin. And uh, you know, Allison. You know, it's amazing if you're Brazilian, you're called Alison. But I think if you're in the playground, you're called Allison. I think it could cause you a few problems. You know, if it's a girl, let you get out. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, girl, easy, Allison. great, oh, winner all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I think Ibrahim's a good one. Um, I'm just 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 rattling through. Diogo got a bit of power to it. But it, it feels a bit godlike. Diogo, yeah, Diogo, pass it, lad. Diogo, <laughs> kind of works to it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Ibrahim. I like it. It's a nice solid name. I have to be careful because my surname's Hall. Yeah. <laughs> so, so and like, also oh, because you, you named your son after Lucas Leiva. I didn't name him after Lucas Leiva. <laughs> I didn't name him after Lucas Leiva. did, <laughs> He's got the same name. I'm just saying, <laughs> Lucas Leiva was in the absolute prime of his career. When my son was born. When your son was born. <laughs> 
We're even playing. Anyway, it's fine. Um, so I've got to be careful. Like you've got to make you know, it's a, it, the kids going to get some stick out of their school. I've been there, lived it. So I've got to be careful. I doesn't like nothing that like like Ebu. All of a sudden, it's like Ebu Hall. I don't know if I yeah. like that. So you've got to be careful. I quite like Nabby. Yeah, Nabby Hall. Is that his name? Is it? Yeah, it's Nabby. Well, Deco, De- yeah, yeah, there's a Deco yeah. in there as well. I don't mind that. Yeah, I'd go little Nabby Hall running around. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I mean, I go for superhero style alliteration. Go for Mo Muhammad Muhammad Machin, Mo Machin. Yeah, like that. But I also thought I'd double barrel it and go R- R- Roberto Muhammad Machin. Yeah, and then you just yeah, yeah. yeah. What's not? it? What's Fabinho's actual name? It's I know there's a Tavares in there, but yeah. what's what's it? He's got like a long Henry Henry Tavares oh, is it, yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping he had a bit of like Ronaldo. Isn't he, hasn't he got a Deco in there? Something yeah, doesn't yeah. probably. Brazilians just having a laugh. It's like we we all get to the point now where like 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 my dad. You know, and, and his era. So there's a lot of people don't have middle, didn't have middle names because like parents are like, be asked. We're getting christened. What was, the, what was the point of inventing a middle name for your child? And now it's like, I can't, I can't decide. So there's kids with like three middle names just <laughs> yeah. for a, just for that. On top of the double barrel yeah, thing yeah. that happens more and more, you know, these Sorry. days as well. Like, We've so. missed Roberto, haven't we? Yeah, that's a great, Roberto, that's a great name, yeah. isn't it? No, yeah. it just means it's a great name, like Bobby. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. A, a bo- if you go Bobby, you, you get again. You're kind of getting away with it. Yeah. that's my brother. Like, but uh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I think if it, you know Moho, because then you could you could be Moho. Okay, that's, no. that, that's a that's strong. That's like that's like a brand, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like if, he, if he becomes a YouTuber, yeah, at Moho, yeah, he's got a sus, Danny Thiago. Oh yeah, good one. That's right. a great shout. That's a good shout from Jeremiah B in the, in the live chat. Thi- on that. Oh mate, that's that's a winner for me. That Thiago Walker sounds like he's got he's, he's going places. <laughs> He's going straight to the top of whatever he's doing. He's just written a wife and changed his son's name. I was just just booking a little time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Right. Thanks so much for that. Keep your suggestions coming in for that one. Jack Jones. I only clicked it a couple of seconds after you said that. (laughs) I thought that team was going all over that microphone. Um, Jack Jones. with Afcon being extended, uh, obviously talking about like the the release period now, we know it's like the twenty seventh after Boxing Day, yeah, twenty seventh of December. Uh, would you rather wait until the summer to sign a midfielder and a forward? Uh, as in the summer, there's more time, better value, bigger pool of players <laughs> available. But is it worth holding out to the summer to get the perfect signing if it jeopardises this season? So yeah, the the the, the Afcon thing's been looming all all summer. You know, you know, back to about a year now since we've known it was going to be in the in the January. It became more pressing, I think, in the summer when we started to say, well, Liverpool weren't buying players. And then you start to look ahead with fear. And then the early signs with AFCON wasn't going to be <coughs> such a big deal. You know, they were going to miss, I think, a maximum of three league games, maybe up to two FA Cup games. But now you're looking at it, it's the Chelsea games, the big one. You're then looking at potentially, if we get through the, the, the quarters of the League Cup, it's a two legged semi final. There's a Leicester game in there as well, as yeah, the game is yeah, it? Yeah, Leicester's at the start of February, I think, as well. You know, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, you're right. After after after, after, yeah, 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 um, yeah. But yeah, it's I my all my always feeling on this was Liverpool were not going to buy another footballer, no matter what, just to cover a month's worth of of, of missing a couple missing a couple of lads because we we like. We don't. The lads don't play already. Minamino doesn't get game time, and Origi doesn't get game time now. Imagine if we signed another lad. But I also understand the point of there's 
we will we could look a bit threadbare when you've got no yeah. Mo Salah, no no money in particular. In January, I, I don't think it matters when you sign the player if the player's available, like who you want, and he's available in January, we'll go and get him. Like we went and got Virgil in January because the deal was there to be done. They tried, they tried to get him into, they tried to get him before it, it went a bit tits up and they couldn't get him and then they did. So I, I don't think like they will rush out and go right January first. We need to get someone in now to cover these next couple of weeks. No, but the flip side is like. If if there's a player that they like and he becomes available on the Thursday, then go and get him. I, I'm not a big fan of like over the summer it became apparent with the non with the non homegrown clause and stuff like Liverpool was effectively selling to buy. And if Divock Origi left, he might have went and signed the fall, but you had to wait for for dominoes to fall. So I think that'd be the case again. I think they would happily sell Origi in in the summer if he, in January if an option comes. I think they'd get rid of Nat Phillips if someone mm. comes in with a bid. I wouldn't rule out like Minamino being available if someone comes in, mm-hmm. but they're not going to buy anyone until someone goes. Yeah. And again, part of that it, is that sell to buy or whatever it is. I don't think it's the financials of it. I think it's more the room in your squad. Like, there's got to be places for. Certainly a bit of both. I mean, if you're going to go and get a a player, a really good player, generating generating a bit of income is going to be going to be part of it without a doubt. Where'd you you fall down on it, Sam? Because it's a good point. We don't. You tend to wait until summer because you've just got a better pool of options available to you. Yeah, I think it's interesting what Steve says. I I agree with him entirely. To be honest, like. The, the, the season's obviously always in two parts, isn't it, between the windows? And also, if you look at it, like the Cups and Champions League and availability and things like that, it also, it's also in two parts of this season. So if we would have signed, let's throw a name out there, Doku or Rafinha, something like that, they would have really struggled to get the game time they need to get rid of between August and the end of December. Now, AFCON aside, we can't sign anyone if we end up losing Salah and Mane for Leicester and, and Chelsea. They can't come in in December. There's nothing we can do about that anyway. But what I would say is that Looking ahead to January, initially it was Palace and Brentford. Palace are losing five players, so they're going to be worse off than us. So it's so actually looking ahead, we were probably aware of that. And then you've got Brentford at home, you've got to back your home team. But with all the cup situations, like I would imagine, we'd got a good shout of beating Leicester, so we're going to have a two, we could potentially have a two-legged semi-final, at least maybe two FA Cup games, unless we get really unlucky and get Everton again. But then again, that's a buy anyway. So, but you're talking about six or seven games in January without Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, who play every single game, and Naby Keita, who's been, when he's fit, he's available, he plays. I don't think we've got an issue in midfield. I think we've got eight lads now. You know, we've got, what is it, five tomorrow back from three at the weekend, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But by then, we'll probably have Harvey Elliott somewhere near the team. So we'll have seven available, potentially. Losing Keita's not the end of the world, but I do think we need to do something up front because I, I think Origi and Minamino are perfect for the August to December sector as fifth and sixth who aren't really going to play and to be fair even a, even a League Cup semi-final yeah. you can do worse than throw Minamino and Origi and the problem is is how many, how much are we going to need them for the first team in that yeah. period because it's fine you can deal with that if you're, we can so well and good saying we'll commit a, a shadow squad to the League Cup and I'm, I'm cool with that they should do that as far as I'm concerned because it gives a f- about the League Cup, let's be perfectly honest. Nice to win a, a pot and all that kind of stuff, like, but for the exertions you have to go through and what it does to what it does around the, you know the other matches, less so. But that's the point. We kind of, the, the, I guess that is the main issue there, Steve, is at least one of Minamino's are gonna have to play yeah. by the time we get to January in the in the Divock's gonna be up front, isn't it? Yeah. gonna be centre forward in January, I'm pretty sure or he's playing on the left yeah. with Firmino and Jota. Again, you're only one injury away from one of those two, and then and it's both of them. So Ideally, Origi would have went in the summer and we'd have got someone better. But like Jaeger said, the bids didn't come in or for whatever reason, no one wants them. 
And I remember Jürgen saying he was quite surprised about that, but then the year before he ever kicked the ball and when he did, he was crap. So it's not that yeah. big of a surprise. When he's played this year, he's actually been better at times. Mm-hmm. But again, the Preston game. Well, he's got a better goal return, goal and assist yeah, return this already, season than he already. had last season. And even the Preston game, he was, he was rubbish. But then he, he just he does something out of nothing, like he's you know the scorpion kick goal, whatever it is. So there, <laughs> might, there, there might be a team who's desperate in January who might come in for Divock, and then it depends if he wants to go. The problem is, are we that team? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that, and that's the that's the point. Is that it'd have to be like January the first. Arrigo Minamino would have to go with someone lined up to come in. A bit like the Virgil deal. The Virgil deal was done a few days before and we got him on January 1st. I just can't see it happening. I, I He should have done it in the summer, but he couldn't get it done for whatever reason. I was convinced Phillips, Origi and Minamino would all go. And for a variety of reasons, none of them did. We decided to let Reese Williams go out on loan. No one, and then Phillips got extended. So there's no room for players. And you can't... So someone's going to have to move. And yeah. that's, that's the issue. I agree with Jack in that. I think it's it's a big worry. It is a big worry because especially if Egypt and Senegal and Guinea decide to call them up after the Chelsea game. Now, that's, that's moreover, if they go deep in the competition, is, yeah, the, is the yeah. issue. Now, if they get if they get knocked out early doors in the group stages, then they'll, they'll be back before the end of the month. But you you'd, you'd imagine Egypt and Senegal are going to do yeah, okay. Yeah. Senegal, well, Senegal got the final last time out. Who knows about who, know, who knows about? Yeah, I remember the, was it a couple of years ago when um, we were up before we played Chelsea at home and we were watching Mane miss a penalty. And everyone was like cheering because he, yeah, 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 yeah. come and then, and then he turns up against Chelsea and come on off the bench. Like that, we're gonna, we're almost gonna be in that situation where got like, it's, and it's not fair because those lads want to win. Mane was gutted when he missed that penalty; he was in tears, and those lads bouncing around town made up because because <laughs> Senegal had just lost. Like that's that, that's the situation we're gonna find ourselves in, it, and that's that's the worry is that it, it we are threadbare. Like I say, when it was only Palace and Brentford. It was like, you know what, you, you can kind of muddle through that. Divock could have started those games in January anyway, just because yeah. you have had to give someone a rest. You'll always get that random Divock game where he's like, where's that come from? But it's the it's Chelsea-Leicester. Now, to be again, they might lose a couple of players themselves or whatever. But, I don't but, think, personally, that that'll matter. I think we've got strong enough relationships with the federations to... Do you mind just say, can we have to... Can you, yeah, because that's what they're saying out there. But the other thing, to, to, to caveat this, is the fact the financials. In the summer, stay, as you said there, you would expect one or two of those lads to go out. Now, they didn't because other clubs didn't have money. Now... If, if, obviously we don't know what's going to happen with Phillips Fetham Carriers will probably go it was unfortunate but, that's all, so he's but go we've had a full stadium since August and let's be real you know look at our government nothing's going to change you might have to wear a mask indoors in a few places which is great but stadiums ain't going nowhere and it's pretty clear now we're in November they can pretty much bank on now the spring being fine and the summer being definitely being fine so I think that realistically now the club can maybe take a little bit more of a gamble on the fact that we've got full stadiums, sold out stadiums, corporates are full, etc, etc. We didn't have that guarantee in August. You're hoping Newcastle come in with, with a triple bid oh, yeah. from Minamino or Iggy Phillips on like, <laughs> on, like, on like December 17th yeah. and then you can box yourself up. Buy yeah. two, get one free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it, it is, it's a fascinating thing and it does tie into the midfield conversation which we're, we're going to have uh, in a bit more depth in a minute but we're going to take a very short break on the podcast. Uh, obviously, those of you who know, know and you're great but if you don't know, We've launched Redmen Plus, our streaming service over on the redmentv.com and it is free view month as well uh, to get an entire month free to check it all out. Uh, stay tuned, I'll give you the code at the end. But here's a little insight into what's going on on the platform. 
Hey everyone, I just want to get you up to speed with what is going on here at Redmen HQ. We have had a massive, huge, ginormous revamp of what we do. Our streaming platform is now known as Redmen Plus. Amazing shows, interviews, documentaries and features covering every angle of Liverpool Football Club. Here is what you're going to get on Redmen Plus. People are emotionally attached to Oli and they want to give him more time and that, that's their prerogative. We should be challenging for the league this year and if he doesn't, he's got to go. What do the other side of it think? That's like Crespo's brilliant in the book. It's like we all know what we think of Istanbul. What, what does AC Milan think? Man United nil, Liverpool, not one. No. Not two. Not two. Not three. Not even three. Not four. Couldn't believe it wasn't just four. Five. 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 No. Conte, obviously, he is the dream, but I, I slightly agree with you in the sense of, like, I'm not sure he's going to look at a 19th place Newcastle, regardless of all the money, and say, I'm going to go to that job. Just lastly on Alisson, because I have to say, I have to ask, and I'm sure it's the thing you get asked most about yeah. last season, yeah. the header. Yeah, <laughs> that was nicer. <laughs> yeah. Someone forces you to trade Three of Liverpool's starting 11 for three of Manchester United's starting 11 for the game at the weekend. What this is, is the Club Legends show. It's for the legends, by the legends. And then all of a sudden, he's opened a little space to accelerate into. And then again, he pulls it back. It's as good as anything I've ever seen a footballer do. Redmen reacts, Liverpool have signed a centre-half. Ibrahima Kanate has joined from RB Leipzig. This is going to be a weekly show looking back in an analytical way at Liverpool's last couple of fixtures with some of the best minds in the business. He's going to be the highest paid player the club's ever had, if if and when. I think, it, I think he will sign the contract. I'm consistently saying that. So this is John Henderson's documentary, right? Derby, I have to say the truth, huh? So let me say it like this. A new era has begun in Liverpool FC streaming content. Welcome to Redmen Plus. Yeah, beautiful stuff. Uh, all going on there over on the RedmenTV.com. Sign up for Redmen Plus. And if you use the code Redmen Plus, simple as that, one word, all caps, uh, at the checkout, you'll get the first month to try it out. Get a feel for it, see how we're getting on. Uh, not only do you get all the weekly content that we're doing in and around Liverpool Football Club and football in general, but obviously all those incredible documentaries, features and interviews as well. It is a bit like Netflix for Liverpool fans and it's only going to get bigger and better uh, as the season progresses. Big changes afoot over there. Uh, and if you want to have a little look at how we do things and how it all gets constructed as well, how the sausage gets made, so to speak, <laughs> uh, Steve's done a behind-the-scenes video, which is on the YouTube channel right now as well, uh, where he uh, he's just two weeks into his new role uh, at Redmen, uh, calls Chris Piss Pajak. Um, <laughs> I'm so awkward. Can we stick that one? And I, forgot, and I forgot who we were playing. Yeah, he did say we were playing. I thought when I was watching it back, I was like, "How great to like film it last week!" But like, look ahead to West Ham, like, so the the content doesn't feel dated in any way. And then I remembered our conversation in the middle of it, where I had to, you know, point out <laughs> that it was 
Brighton that we were playing. Listen, I'm not. I'm not the preview guy. I'm the. I'm the review guy. Yeah. I say that. I'm, I do the opposition previews, and on that day, I was speaking to a Brighton fan. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> were you confused as to why why he was there? Who were you? I had a big Brighton. list of West Ham questions. Why is he wearing a blue and white striped shirt? Is that like a West Ham away kit? <laughs> You're not West Ham TV. This is confusing. You know. But yeah, it was, uh, it was good fun to make that. Yeah, so if you want to see what we get up to, and you do check out that uh, free, completely free video on the YouTube channel. But yeah, please do go and check out Redman Plus. It's good fun. Uh, and we've got loads of what, amazing new shows for you guys as, as listed uh, at length there for you. Anyway, look, I, I think the conversation kind of runs into this we were having before the break about the sort of depth and the options and AFCON and all those kind of things that are going to bring it to a head. As I mentioned at the start of the show, you know, what I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about is a replication of what happened last year where we were in, we the warning signs were there, we needed another centre-half. We didn't get another centre-half because we felt we had enough in what we had there to kind of cover any shortfall. And then, obviously, we know what happened, happened an unprecedented level of injuries. I don't feel that this is the same situation with the midfield state because we definitely have enough bodies. We've got eight lads there. When they're all fit, and that's one of the points I'll come to, by the way, when they're all fit, we've got eight in, let me go through them and make sure I don't absolutely catastrophically <laughs> cock this up. Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago, um, Jones, Elliot, Oxlade Chamberlain, Naby Keita, and James Milner. Yeah. Eight. Whew. Thank you <laughs> so much. Imagine if there wasn't, that I'd just been making this big case. And then obviously we know Tyler Morton's played a couple of games since, but I, I won't throw him in this for now because I think he's a bit he's a bit too young for it. Um on paper, eight's more than enough for three. But, but that's the but. But here we are. And I don't disagree with the notion of we do have some concerns over the and not, I'm not sure it's the volume of bodies. I'm a little concerned that it's the type of bodies that yeah. we have is the problem. I, I made this point on previous shows, I don't want to over egg it, but if Alex Oxley Chamberlain's your eighth best option, that isn't bad. You're, you're in pretty good. That, that's, but that's great, good. That's cool if, but if everyone's fit, but then when you look at individual players, how many games has Thiago missed since he's been here? He's only been here a season and a bit, and he's missed a lot of footy. Again, some of that wasn't his fault because Richarlison did him, but he's also had a couple of muscle injuries. Mm-hmm. Fabinho tends to do this, he's had, he's had muscle injuries as well. Naby Keita, I mean, He's on the treatment table more than he's on the pitch at times, it feels like. James Milner is often fit, but he's out with a hamstring injury now. Henderson's injury record isn't amazing. And then you're looking at Kurt Jones, Touchwood, who's usually quite fit. And Harvey Elliott, who's had his, you know, his ankle snapped in half. So there's questions about pretty much all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, that's where the worry becomes, is that eight on paper when they're all fit and firing is good. But when you take two or three out... And, and more often than not, it looks like these lads who are, who aren't always going to be available. That's the worry. And then the second worry is the more I see Jordan Henderson play number six, the more you realise that he just isn't Fabinho. Yeah. And we look we look completely different with him in there. Everywhere else, you can kind of swap and change it. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't change that much. It doesn't alter that much. You know, the two in front. But I think there's a big difference between Fabinho at six and Henderson at six. And in games when we're when we're in control and we've got the ball. Henderson's great at it. When you get an overrun, like we did first half in Madrid against Brighton, for example, that's when it looks an issue. So they're, they're the two worries for me. There's, there's, it's, it, and in this regard, it's a bit similar to last season, Sam, because it's no accident that when we finally just put two lads at centre-half, because I'm saying like the centre-half is the problem they were, because it, you know not having Virgil's 70-yard defence yeah. splitting game-changing passes and, all, and, and aerial threat from court, et etc. et cetera. 
it was putting Fabinho back into midfield that made that helped make the whole team tick over. And that's where I, there was a little concern as well over balance in terms of what we've got because we've got loads of these lads like Oxford. I think Oxford is a cracker midfielder. I'm not sure. He, I don't think he's ever going to be. I've I've forced my way into the first eleven. Good. Like he's not going to play ten games when all those other lads are fit back to back. He's not because I don't think he's at that. He can get to that level anymore. But he's a terrific player. But he's an attack. He's an attacking midfielder. Yeah. Now, Bicata, we're trying that. We've tried our best to kind of train him up to be a bit more subdued. But he's an attacking midfielder. Curtis Jones, attacking midfielder. Harvey Elliott is a forward in that role, and it, and you can go through it. You know, Thiago can do the DM, but he's not a DM. He wants to be. You know, he's a centre midfielder at best, and and so on and so on and so on. We've got lots of really good midfielders, but actually, we are lacking a little bit of just solidity. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I have a slightly different view on the Henderson conundrum in the number six role in that, for me, we have issues in midfield when Henderson plays in the six, not because Henderson plays in the six and we don't have... It's it's the availability around them. For instance, in Madrid, Henderson played in the six and we had Keita and Milner who who once Madrid got a foothold on the game overran us. Now, Yes, Henderson could have done things slightly different, but then so could Fabinho at Brentford. He was pretty poor positionally in that game, and he has been in other games as well. I think the problem is when Henderson usually plays in the six, it means we're exposed in the eights. So let's look at the game against Brighton. We're playing against a very balanced midfield who played the false nine. Henderson's in the six, but we had Curtis Jones and Oxlade-Chamberlain for most of the game in the eights. So Henderson's exposed defensively on his own with you know two midfielders who are inexperienced, and I always think we're not with Ox. I agree with you, he's a decent player, but he plays like a 17-year-old kid who comes on and, and looks erratic. He doesn't look like a 27, is he 27? 27-year-old player or 28 who's got experience and professionalism. Second goal on Saturday, Trent looks at him and is like, what are you doing? He was absolutely nowhere to be seen. He, he doesn't have that... Um, just the, you, you can't just put a foothold on a game and settle it down and keep the ball and move it. He plays, he, he's very energetic and he's a perfect sub off the bench to come on in a game and absolutely give us something. But he needs to go out and do what Lingard did for Manu last year and learn how to be a starter somewhere. I think that's a really good point on the Oxford Chamber stuff. And I think I wonder whether he's a bit of a linchpin to all of this, Steve. And, and it's hard. And I understand why you keep Oxford Chamber around regardless, I think, because he's homegrown for a start. Which and he can play. He, he can cover your forward positions, and that's another thing as well that gets overlooked. You know, he, the, the season before last, he was a, he was our, our fourth highest goal scorer in the season. He plays a lot in the front three in that season, just as an understudy to keep things ticking over. There's a chance the squad's evolved past him, but he's just he's he's 28. He should be worth more than he is. He's not because he's not really played a lot of football. He's good enough to have around. He can play in multi, in a multitude of positions. The problem is, is actually he doesn't play in the positions we need. We need at the moment. We've got plenty. We've got we've got an abundance of yeah. options to play in all the positions now that Oxley Chamberlain can yeah. cover in. We actually need someone to play in the other yeah. load. It feels like with eight of them, but you've only got two of them. You can play six rarely, and even then, Henderson. I'm, I, I, I'm not sure. He... Fabinho's better, isn't he? Like, well, Fabinho's yeah, yeah, he Fabinho's the, yeah. the six, and then your other options, Henderson. Now we. Last year, Wijnaldum was your third option, and I, I think at times he was better than Henderson at that. You could play Wijnaldum six and Henderson in front of him, and it worked better sometimes. But like Milner's not going to do that. I look, I think we overstayed the genie at six thing. I think genie wasn't a very good. He wasn't. Six. A, no, he wasn't a great one, but he was. He was your third option. We haven't got a third option now. So well, yeah. I mean, and that's and that and that's a big point. And yeah. I, the genie Wijnaldum stuff shouldn't be overlooked. Is that it's not? Some, I think when people talk about a genie replacement, it's more for me. As you raise it's another because. James Milner 
technically took his place as the third DM. And we can't have that. He's 35 years old, 36 that years old. That should be right, though, because like, let's say we go and sign Eve Bersuman in January and Fabinho stays fit for three months. Where's he going to play and when's he going to play? Oh. You're gonna have to, this, this is the issue we have, is that you're gambling on whatever decision you make on that. You're going by a brilliant number six, but these guys are bespoke sixes. Yeah. Look what happened to Kante when they tried to move him to an eight. He plays in a six, in a one or in a two. That's it. You don't play him anywhere else. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky situation on what we do. I wonder if the, the Thiago thing, I wonder if they thought he could play six and then saw and playing him, I like, don't think he can play six. He can't play on his own. No, I think, and I think maybe that would. Maybe when they brought him in, they thought Fabinho's there, Henderson's there. We know we're losing Genie, but when Genie goes, we've got Thiago. And effectively, we've got three of them, and I don't think Thiago can do it. And the fact he's always been, he's been in a lot, often injured as well. Yeah. I think eight. I think the numbers are fine. I think the balance is wrong. Like you say, yeah. too many of them are far too forward it's, thinking. It's just having another lad who again who, who can do a bit of what Henderson does. It's, if Box Tyler Morton was, if Tyler Morton's two years older. Then it, then that he's he's your option. He's but but you, we, we, but you can see it in how we're approaching it. They clearly and this is where why Oxford Chamberlain feels like an ill fit. They are clearly trying to make Naby a bit more solid yeah. than making Jones a bit more solid because it's telling that when you let them loose, they have the best games for Liverpool. When you let Naby look at Man United, when you just go, Naby, go on, just go and press and go and support the attack. He looks quality. He, he started the season playing the left side of the midfield three because Elliot's on the other side, and he, he he's good. He has like a, he has a couple of like seven out of ten performances, which is actually probably what Liverpool need to help yeah. with the balance. Um, and similar with Curtis Jones, we we make him look a worse midfielder for it. Now the difference is he's. 20 so we'll actually make him a more complete midfielder for actually putting the reins on him a little bit that will, that will actually help his development in the long term but I will, I think they're looking at Oxley Chamberlain and going well there's nothing we're doing now there's not, you don't, you can't, you're not making significant changes to his style of play no. you know and and he, I think the, I think the, the Lingard thing is spot on you know and, and, and I wonder whether there's like a you just let you just say to just say to someone like Oxley Chamberlain because at the moment we've got too many bodies and not enough squad spaces, yeah. and whether you do take a little gamble on something like that and say, go and have a loan and we'll buy six or yeah. buy a defence. I think yeah. the the solution would be, like I say, I mentioned Tyler Moore, and if there was a twenty, if there was a Curtis Jones age lad who was good enough to play number six as like third option, that kind of solves everything. But the the legends, all the all the lads who seem to be coming through the the. Where's the, Damien Plassey when you need? Him? <laughs> <laughs> all the youth team lads are coming through. They seem to be attacking players, like yeah. the, the better ones. Yeah. So even even the next generation after this, you're looking at like your Kader Gordons and stuff attacking. Well, we've sent Leighton Clarkson out on loan, haven't we? Who, yeah. who would who was technically that that exactly and bridge between. But, between but the look, two, we saw JK. that last year. I don't know if he follows a similar path. That year in the championship, same for Reese Williams, you know, a different argument, but it could do so much for you. Playing games is what raises your bar. Clarkson's a bit small but, as his issue is, isn't he? But to be yeah. to the point, Henderson works in the six because he's six foot. Yeah. Yeah, and Thiago doesn't because he's not. And you lose too much from everything you've got going on. And that's another part of the of the passivity of the midfield. And it's not like Brighton would would were dominating the midfield aerially, but being more of a physical presence is 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 lacking when all of a sudden you've got and even Milner, Milner puts himself about, but he's small. Naby puts yeah. himself about, but he's small. I think it's why Kirk gets the nod often as well, because he's another six-footer, bare minimum. At least you're getting you're getting a little bit of that to cover for it. But Oxlade Chamberlain not only isn't isn't is quite quite a short player, but he's also just it's not in his. He's very erratic, isn't he? Yeah. He, he is erratic with his position and stuff. I think the, the story came out a few weeks ago um, that he's looking. You know, you think he fears he might have to leave. 
with, and it was with John Cross, who was an Arsenal-based general. So it looks like the seeds are being sowed for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain to leave in the summer. I don't think he'll go in January. I don't think they should really consider it because we're going to be down so many bodies anyway. Who knows? It's going to be a case of just keep everyone around. And if they don't play, then unlucky lads. But... It, this was the thing, and again, it was the Wijnaldum replacement, the Wijnaldum replacement. Like, there's enough fellas to have... To, eight, eight's plenty when you've only played six. It's that, again, I think the balance is wrong. And also, it's the... I don't know if it's the style of play or something about it. Like, we get a lot of injuries in the field. There's a lot... Because well, we, have, the, we ask a lot from them. Well, yeah, and also, and as, as mentioned, you know, in, in a general sense... As you go, we've got a lot of lads. You know, when there's no one player in that midfield that we've got there, you go and he's definitely playing fifty. He could definitely play fifty it's, games. It's probably for us. I was just going to say it's probably Jones, and he's positionally on the ball. He was slow. That's what my criticism was. This idea, oh, we got over. I didn't see it with Jones. I saw it with Ox, and at times even Henson when he was exposed. But he was crap on the ball at the weekend. Then he'll probably say that himself. Which is very un. un- yeah, yeah, Jones, but, yeah, but he likes. He says he's your man. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. He's the one who's going to play your 50-game season, but just on Morton quickly, he is nine because he's going to play on all the cup games now. After he's done that and he's had a great game, he's going to play against Leicester and he's probably going to play in the FA Cup games until we get yeah. someone good. So I, yeah. I did, he is considered because he's going to take a space away to rest someone good in point. those Cup games. Yeah, yeah. I said, then if he gets to the gym, he's going to be some player. Like, yeah. Between now and like, Christmas, if you just get just, just bang, get, get him banging those weights yeah. out. It's Protein yeah. shakes. <laughs> well, uh, Connor S with the Super Chat here and I think he's, he's nailed it. He's just like last year, I don't know how you legislate for two of you guys getting taken out by other players and that's a big part of it, isn't it? Yeah. Because uh, Harvey Elliott stuff and it's tough because Al- Elliott doesn't solve the Liverpool's midfield getting overrun but he is indicative of, of, of a sea change in how Liverpool are playing this season and how a lot of these issues of balance our personnel, but wise and Fabinho sort of solves a lot of the, a lot of this. But there is a degree to which we're kind of learning and being mm-hmm. concerned about it. We clearly knew this was an issue because look at all the players we were linked with in in the uh, in the summer. We weren't being linked with tens. We weren't being linked with strikers, and everyone was like, "We need a striker, and we need you know need X, Y, and Z." We were linked with lads who can actually do genius things. We were linked with sentiments who could always drop in and do it yeah. again. Ibusuma being the number one yeah. link for you know going back to the back end of last season, we saw him good player, very good player, and and he's not a six, but he's robust enough that you could put him in the six if if needs be. There was um, Florian Noel, who again is more of a centre mid, but he's big enough that he can come in and, and and do the job in the six. And you go through all of them, Sal, another one. You wouldn't put him, you wouldn't naturally play him as a six, but he's a but guy who yeah. can do that. There's not everyone else is a bit like. I mean, like again to the Milner point, because we think of him as being this a uh, combative ball of energy midfielder, this general, he's a f- winger, <laughs> he's yeah. a winger who we've, we've moved back through the team. He's and, and also that's the one that where we have weakened the squad is that a lad who would have been fourth choice doesn't become third choice because you know it's not at his age. If now if you're saying like someone's come up and they've improved, like like Elliot becoming a, a second or third choice eight. That's the right direction of travel. When Milner's becoming a more integral part of a Liverpool midfield at that at the at the twilight of his career, it was like Gerard getting put into the ten in the last, his last season. That's a sign of 
yeah. poor management in the transfer market. Not that it's you know you've you've not you've not suddenly hit upon a genius idea there. Mm. You're plugging gaps in a it makes the in, in, a, in a bad way and it makes the Bellingham links make sense. Because he can do both. He can play deep. He can play eight. So that the again, he's going to cost a, a ton of money. And mm-hmm. I seen the thing over the weekend where you know he laughs off the tweet or someone was like, you know, he, I think it was a ran- who was it? it was a random middle it was a Hignett or something like a random middle yeah, player yeah. saying that I've heard he's he's close to going to Liverpool and then Jay Bellingham does the he does a gif of himself laughing it off like I don't know if that means he's going or he's not but either way and then he deletes it. It's like. You can see I think he's, by the way, I think he's deleted it because he doesn't want it to be interpreted by yeah. Liverpool and Liverpool yeah. fans that he doesn't want to come yeah. to Liverpool, by the way, because I think he very much does want to come yeah, to Liverpool. Yeah, and why wouldn't you? Yeah. But I think the he would make sense because he can do both and he's a young kid and he could probably do with being in out the team and he's, he's had a good school in, in Dortmund. Like, I think the, I think Ox will leave in the summer. I think, who knows what Milner's going to do? He might just jack it in. He might just, you know what I mean? At some point, he, I know he's Mr. Incredible, but at some point, <laughs> like, he's not... I I think you have to do it again. And we we that's the only problem is that we we have this conversation so often. It's like, oh, just in the summer, in the summer, in the summer, and then it gets to the summer, and nothing happens. I think in, if you asked Jürgen deep down inside him, he'd have said, I would have quite liked to sell Oxley Chamberlain in the summer and bring a new midfielder in, but it just the the it just was the, the option wasn't there for him. My problem with Ox is that I because I think he's just, I think he's a smashing footballer, and to the point, it was a bit like we said with Shakiri previously, and and say with the Rigi. If that's if they're like the weakest players in your squad, then you've got a boss squad. You, yeah. you just have that's that's how good your squad is because in years gone by, that when you get to that depth of your squad, it's normally kids. And we've got senior international caliber footballers uh, uh, there all of a sudden, which speaks to the quality. But the problem is, is that with and and this is true of any squad, by the way. Those lads are good when the, when they're the the eleventh. Or the or the tenth or eleventh player in your otherwise full strength side, when you then have to rely on them and they are first choice and they've got to play a string of games, that's when you that's when your squad yeah. comes undone. But that's true. Of, that's true of everyone. The problem is, is that whilst you can't mitigate for players being booted up in the air, and you can't mitigate for Elliot's injury in particular and, and Thiago's last season as as examples of it, we have got a. a Bunch of lads who are quite injury prone, yep. so that was always likely to be likely to be an issue. <laughs> For me, Oxide Chamberlain is more and more proven himself to be. A, a, he's, a, he's the midfield Divock Origi, and yeah. he's a midfield, and he's a, and he's a shack. He does not. I don't feel at the moment, and he might well prove me wrong. And I, I hope he does. I, I'm not. I'm not here to die on hills. I just want to see Liverpool do well. And I want all the players we've got at the club to do well. Because what's the point? In, what's the point in transferring them to get other lads in? Always better to have the ones you that have work. He is just a good footballer. It doesn't suit how we play, yeah. and you might need to actually just get. You might need to do something drastic and try and move them out, and get someone else in who's maybe. Is a bit more of a gamble, but you've got a better chance of getting them into. You know, maybe he's not as good technically, but he might be a better fit yeah. in an all-round sense. We've got a few players. I was like going to say, the, the, just take a slight step back with Milner. I actually think we've probably got another year of Milner because I think the year he was supposed to have this year, he could probably have next year, as in a real faded out year. Mm-hmm. The issue we have with Milner, and it was the same last year, is he plays five games in two weeks because we have these mad rush of injuries or suspensions or international clearance, crazy red country stuff. 
So he plays loads of games, gets injured, and it's inevitable. Like it was like get through the United game, get through the United game, get through. The- he's the international window cover. Yeah, isn't he, he is, and, and it's really unfortunate for him because, like you say, the international window cover. Then we have an injury. Then he's got to play, and he's got a bit of rhythm. So he plays three or four games, then he gets injured. So I think the issue with Milner is, is not. I still think he's definitely got a job in this squad, off and on the pitch. But he's playing too much when he plays. Like that Man United game was a game too much for him. This summer is massive because there's so much chaos going on in the transfer window with Mbappe, with Haaland. They're definitely going to move clubs. Tielemans has got one year left in his contract this summer, which is a massive signing for someone. He's going to go because Leicester aren't going to let him go for free. Bellingham may or may not leave. You've got Basuma's either going to go in January or the summer. So there's players out there that are going to be detracting attention all over Europe. And then there's other players, such as your Bellingham's and your Basuma's, who are probably only going to attract attention in, in, in the UK. So... What we do in January, to come back to the original point, will probably reflect what our plans are. If we're hard in for Bellingham because we haven't gone big for anyone for a few years, we won't, we won't buy anyone in January. Mm-hmm. If we're not, we might go early and sign Basuman in January if that's well, the guy. Neil Jones has said it a few times, hasn't he? He, he feels that. Uh, Ozan Kabak is the perfect example of why you don't just get a lad in in January. Pretty shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no comments. Um, and that's what happens. And the, the difference between Ozan Kabak and Ibrahima Kanate. Yeah. That's the difference. And 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 but of course this is the problem. And it goes back to that question all the way all the way at the top from Jack. And I get the idea of jeopardises the season. Liverpool don't think like that. Liverpool because Liverpool never build for one season. The reality is what the reality is. And and it's it's you know, we would all do it. God, I'm 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 firmly addicted re-addicted to CMO one oh two and mm-hmm. I've got five centre forwards for two centre forward positions and bless them, the fifth lad's never getting a game for me. <laughs> but if I have an injury crisis where I lose all them lads, then him and Neil Mellon are gonna absolutely <laughs> tear up a score. I think it's um, a, I think like like you say, is that it took you saw Liverpool play the hand last January. It what it took for them to just do what the, what the thing is, just go and get someone. It they waited till the end of January until there was one more injury, and it was like right, we cannot go again. We can't. We have to do something. And they went and got a lad Ben Davis who's never played and had been shipped out straight away, and Kabak who was available for the whole world could like Kabak, and he's ended up at Norwich, and he and yeah. he's crap and they're crap because that, that that was the level of play that that's what desperation gets you. If, if Liverpool can do their homework between now and January and there's a good player that he like for ages and he can go and get him, because they will, because even under FSG... They'll have had the question of yeah. Canate in January. Yeah, did, oh, mean, yeah. Did, I think they did. And it wasn't a Coletta car. Coletta like, car was waiting at an airport twice. Yeah, so there's, I mean? they, 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 they will move in January if it's the right player. So I'm, I'm hoping that they are doing that now. And they might be saying, right, to Ox, for example, you know, going out, if you want to go and speak to anyone else, go for it. If we can get this lad in, you can go. If not, we'll like we'll keep it about. Yeah. Be a professional about it. Just say, you know, we're, we're lining up Newhouse or Bellingham. Or, you know, God, I don't think Bellingham's no. a January deal, but you know, there's someone who we're lining up who we like. So just get get the ball. You know, the wheels. And that's motion. the point about the jeopardising thing. And goes to, to your point is that if the target is Bellingham, and I guess it's a mad flight of fancy for the conversation around our midfield options at post Brighton, but the. They won't jeopardise their chances of getting the thing of getting a Bellingham to buy a someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just anyone, and that's why why Liverpool weren't in for Saul is because he wanted more money than Virgil Van Dijk. And I mean, again, he, he, we know he's a good player, but like he's not settled yet. He's not he's not settled at Chelsea yet. So there's no way he would have settled at, at Liverpool. And you're back to a situation where you're chucking, you're just chucking a lad in. We're doing that at the moment, so the, the net result is no different. And in and in Sal's case, 
he's only he's only on loan as well. So you're chucking a lad in 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 behest of the of blooding someone who actually own into a position and stuff. It's awkward. It is a very awkward situation. I, I on on paper I look at it and go. It seems like a no-brainer that you need to go and get someone a bit more resilient to chuck in that in the midfield pool. But I'm also not so soft as to think that we it's it's as easy as that because just, just give Paris a call. Genie does Genie isn't fancy and it just yeah. Can we have him back? Can we just shake hands and get him back? There's an option there. <laughs> Genuinely, there is an option to say. Apparently, their players don't like him and they, they prefer the is it. He wanted the South, do the South American lad to play and stuff, and he, oh, he hasn't yeah. settled. The, is it Paradise? I think it was. Um, yeah, he's a good player. Yes, he is. Very, he's a good player. Just, just phone PSG and say, can we just take Genie the back thing home that, for a bit? The thing that's worth considering is that Newcastle are going to be throwing around a lot of money in January. Yeah. And I, I, I wonder whether that there's, there's a if you can just get yourself in front of Newcastle while they're blaming cash everywhere, you might be able to get your free, get a little, you know, you might be able to hold Oxley Chamberlain in front of them and go, look at this lad, look what he's done, put his highlights reel out there. Because to, to his point, and they look for exactly, because to the point, they're both, they're both more than good enough to play at the, at the Premier League level. They're both probably Champions League level players, whether they're first 11, I don't know, but they, they're certainly good enough. Somewhere they can play in the biggest yeah. games. I mean, look, Oxley Chamberlain, Prove the dichotomy there. He comes on and lays on one of the assists of the season. The you know just after Super coming on, you know just after coming on on the pitch, Divakarigi has scored goals or in in the games he's played because he comes in and scores goals because that's what that's what he's he a do. scorpion. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, honestly, but like you might be aware where you do just go. And it, and it, it, that's a very dangerous game because to your point, you need I, you need to have a lad waiting at the airport ready to go. Ducks in a row. I'm not letting either of them go because as much as we feel we can improve and as much as they're not a fit in terms of the balance and all the things we do, it'd be madness to to capsize your your, your backup plans to get someone else in. But do we do we bring a forward or a midfielder in then, lads? What would you do? Like if you had a choice of one, I think I I think. <sighs> I think, we need a, I think I, I think we we need a lad who can come in and and do the job in in DM. And I just wonder where the problem is. Is that because we've got so many eights, they're looking at it and going, "Well, Jordan Henderson, we don't need Jordan Henderson in the eights as much." So we will. He, I think they've thought we'll just split the six between Fabinho and Henderson this season, and that'll be fine. And that logically makes absolute sense to me. But <laughs> I think because where does Henderson get his game is the is the point. It, uh, it's tough. I I think we need a DM more than we need a yeah, forward. I thought midfield because my option if Javier comes back and he just moves, he, even if it's just just for January, right? Harvey, you're playing most Alice position. If you touch with his back fit, but by all the videos, he's looking like he's doing his work and stuff. So we don't know. But I I think if worst case is that even Chamberlain has to go and play wide, and, and we've got a bit bit, bit more solidity in midfield just for those few weeks. I think you can get by with. Jota, Firmino, Origi, Minamino, and then Gordon. Elliot or Chamberlain for a couple of games. I, I, I'm all, and even Jones, Curtis Jones can play yeah. left wing as well. I think that's better. I, I, I think the issue with the midfield is, it, and we keep going back to it, it looks amazing when you list all eight names out. But when you when you get the magnifying glass out and you look at those eight names, you're like, he's going to miss a month. Yeah. He's going to miss a month. He's going to miss a month. It's all fine. if it, but And again, this is all predicate. If Jordan Henderson and Fabinho, largely speaking, are fit. We're laughing. We are absolutely laughing, and if we can just and again look and Tiago to some extent as well, then you sound. But uh, yeah. if them three are fit in January together, we'll win the games that they play in. Yeah. The, the issue for me is is that I think where we move forward anyway will be we'll sign a a, a a sort of 
Manny at Southampton, Jotter at, Jotter at Wolves type player and for the forward line anyway at some point, like mm-hmm. the next phase. I don't think... Salah was a bigger name than them. He was. He'd already done stuff in Italy and, 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 and surprised well enough in the Champions League to go to Chelsea in the first place. I think we will sign that kind of player for the front five anyway in the summer. Even Tony's touting himself away. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so, I, but I think the midfield move that we make will surpass Cater Ox, Milner. So I think that's what I'm saying. So I I think we'll go big on a midfielder, possibly Bellingham. It just makes sense the Bellingham move. He's young enough. The money's worth it. Uh, It's not for other players, and his wages aren't going to be stupendous like a a Werner or Sancho might have been. So I think we go big for a midfielder in the summer, and I think we've got more chance of signing that forward in January when they know they're going to get instant game time in January and the opportunity to put the foot down and say, "Well, if you score three goals in four games, mate." Rafi Ini is the one who's, who's being linked and it makes Leeds sense. is right though and they need him that's their problem that, yeah, <laughs> score can, can I just bring, a goal in the week by the way can I, just bring yeah. one, can I just bring one thing up on Thiago like he's got grey hair where's that come from oh yeah well that's why you know that's why he's obviously kept it short like you I, I can't grow man man's not going to do with the grey man just doesn't, doesn't grow but he's it's like I, our middle aged scouts fellas shave the sides <laughs> up to here I saw, I, saw the, I saw the training fish he's laying on the floor and he's got grey hair I was like when he's 30 yeah, I know, it, just, it, was, it was a surprise. Oh, a, that yeah, he, yeah. I, I, he he's would grow very, the he's hair. very youthful looking. Isn't I he? thought he was a bald man. I didn't realise he, he yeah. was a hair. So the skirt thing all over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you go bald if you've got hair? If you've like, got hair? Yeah, he's done, he's done a, a shack. Maybe, he's, maybe no. that's what he's done. He's like, not Morales. <laughs> that's, why, that's why he hasn't been playing. He did a shack. He hasn't got any air transplants. He's unavailable. One of the lads fell shards. Absolutely. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny old situation. And obviously, we're actually, we're going to come on to it in a second to talk about Thiago and, and Fabinho and obviously a little look ahead to Atletico. Hey everyone, Mate here. Just a little insert from me to say that if you enjoy this podcast and the other podcasts that we put out for free and you want more, then my word, you can have more on the redmentv.com. Go over there, sign up and get extra bonus shows from us each and every week as well as a whole suite of video content, documentaries, features and interviews. But yes, you can also play those podcasts in your native podcasting app as well to have a seamless Redmen TV. TV experience in your ears. TheRedmenTV.com. Sign up there today. Okay, look, let's talk about the, the, then Thiago and Fabinho back in training, which you know does ease this conversation that we've just had. To be fair, stay. Um, we don't know how much yet. And the problem, I, my my problem with Thiago now, I am I'm, I'm just worried. I'm really worried about Thiago. In in like. We gave him a song before he ever kicked the ball yeah. for us, and that the curse that is the a jinx. Like, that is a kiss of death to Liverpool footballers. We did this with Joe Cole, we did it with Harry Kuehl. We have a tendency to give these flair players who we sign too much love before. Oh, I had a banner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. You know what Thiago reminds me of? He reminds me of like. If you build a Lego with your kid and it's amazing, but it's a Lego that you can play with and you're scared of letting them play with it because every time he plays with it, he pulls the arm off it. It looks amazing. <laughs> and the thought of playing with that big dinosaur or Lucas into like a Pikachu, he's got a big massive Pikachu thing. And every time he bounces around the living room with it, it's leg falls off. And it takes me like 15 minutes to put all these fucking pieces back together. And in the end, it's like, can we just use it as an ornament? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very much, find myself very much the dad from the Lego movie. Like, you're like, no, let's put that on a shelf <laughs> and admire it. It's not a toy. It's something to be looked That's at. That's what yeah. Tiago feels like. Every time he plays, it's like, the idea of Tiago, an idea of playing Pokemon with Luke is amazing. But then it happens, and I'm thinking... 
I'm constantly. I'm not enjoying the Fire game. Find the bit yellow pieces yeah. of Lego on the floor. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not enjoying the game because every part. Don't break it. Don't break it. It's like that, that's, it's like watching Thiago yeah. at the minute. It's like he's amazing and he's, he's passing into the final third. He's so good, but he, it's like oh, every time he goes down for a tackle, it's like oh no, or like he go or like he stretches. He loves that stretch tackle. Oh yeah, that his calf goes. It's like. It, it, that's where I'm at with Thiago at the moment. The, the idea of Thiago is I don't. I don't dream anymore with Thiago <laughs> because because of Naby and because of Joe Cole and Harry Kuehl <laughs> and all the all the, and Aquilani and all the lads that have gone before who I've, I've gone oh, so good at football. If we can just get them on the pitch, I'm like I'm treating Thiago as a bit of a free hit in that regard. But I, at this point, I don't dream. I've almost I don't want to say I've written him off. I have. I, what, what I mean by that is. He's just a pure bonus to me now. If yeah. we somehow get Thiago back and he plays 20 games on a bounce for us, like that is incredible. Class, yeah. And we will be brilliant for it. But I can't allow myself to get hurt, Sam. So I've, been, <laughs> I've stopped thinking I've stopped thinking about Thiago. And I, and I don't I wanna I wanna I wanna come and adore him. I think I think he's one of those players who like unlocked Thiago, you know, unlocked Pogba, and they've been trying to unlock him. We unlocked him last year when he got fit and got into the team again, and obviously we had the problems, but then he got up to speed at the time when Phillips and Williams became like unbelievable defenders for, for 12 games, whatever it was. And, and then we got Fabinho back in midfield. We unlocked him. He became the dominant midfield You're that brilliant. we needed. He's done it a couple of times you've seen, but I think, I actually think this is going to, this is going to turn like a typical Liverpool fan. I think we'll see the best Thiago at Liverpool in his four years next year because this summer, we, he went with Spain to the Euros for no reason. And he was I'm injured. Sorry, but, yeah. And they took him there for the same reason that England took Henderson for his leadership, basically. He's a good, he, he's he's a good fella. And he's and he can and they he squeezed everything out of him. They could, and we didn't know this at the time. Like, Why is Thiago not playing? Why is Henderson not playing? But it's because he was both, yeah. <laughs> and like and um, so he, he had an injury, and then he comes back, and then obviously he wasn't quite fit, and bloody bloody blah, blah. I think what's happened is. Is we're suffering that same sort of thing we've had with players previously. I think next year when he has a summer off, hopefully because there's nothing that can get in the way next summer is with, with international tournaments. We'll see the best of them. But <laughs> yeah, what just, I do just think the World Cup in the in the winter. You know, across that bridge, we get yeah, what, yeah. what I do think with them is if we can get him playing games, whether it be one in two or whatever, what he does bring on that pitch, none of our midfielders have got yeah. to, to with the form of Mane and Salah. I mean, and to, arguably Firmino and Jota for their conversion rate. He being on that pitch is a problem for everyone because not only can he shoot, he can twist and turn, he can play a pass. At two all against Brighton, if you've got a fit Thiago on the pitch, we can we can score at any point in the yeah. game, and I think he, that's the difference. And he's one of the reasons why I think we've kept Naby around again. You know, not not least of all because no one really wants to buy him, of course, but yeah. just because Naby has has a very similar skill set in that in that regard. And I wonder whether there was something to like just put him alongside him and go, yeah, just. Be more, be more like Thiago. You know, it's, it was like the whole uh, Man United signing Owen, so they could put, show Javier Hernandez yeah. to him and go, look, just watch, <laughs> just watch this lad and do a bit more of that. On the injury thing on Thiago, so I've got his, I've got his injury up, his, his season up last year um, on transfer market, and it, it gets, it gets a bit overstated. He has the knee injury that he suffers against Everton, which keeps him out. But once he's back, he's back. Yep. Now you know he, he, he starts to play nineties more toward the back end of the season. We overuse him, I think, upon his return a bit too much because we've got no choice. Yeah. He plays in the six, which he doesn't. There's one man in the six. He does not suit us in that, particularly not when he when he hadn't been trained up in that regard. But to your point, Sam, that 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 run of wins, you know, it's it's him and Fabinho in midfield, and he starts to he starts to boss things. And again, again, his goal. He doesn't get goals and assists. He's the guy. He's the guy behind the guy. He's very savvy in that in that yeah. way. Um, uh, it, it, but we just need we just need to get we just need to get him back. 
fit. His tempo of the game is amazing, and it's he, he plays those weird angle passes that you don't see, yeah. and it's like oh, and you know he's amazing at the half turn every oh. every single player in the world falls for it when he gives it the little shuffle. I've never just seen, goes, yeah. I've never seen anyone. He, oh, he does that thing where he lifts he lifts his leg up like he's gonna kick it, but then doesn't kick it, <laughs> yeah. and ev- everyone falls with off the arm. Have you ever tried to do that? It's it's uh, it's I, impossible. I, I, yeah, I'd, 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 <laughs> I'd, I'd be out for a month. But I think that's the thing is that he opens games up a bit, and he, he gets the ball to the front three quicker. And at times that's what we lacked. I thought I thought against Brighton, the front three didn't help themselves, and that when they got the ball, they didn't look after it very well. But he he will keep just firing into he'll find salary, he'll find money, constant, constant, constant. And that, that's the thing, he's, he's relentless with that. Like, he doesn't stop. He could give five in the way and he'll keep trying for the sixth one. Sometimes Liverpool can can be a bit safe. On the flip side is, at 2-0, I think he would be, he's experienced enough to be safe. Like, I don't think away at Atletico Madrid, at 2-0, Thiago, Henderson, Fabinho, midfield, three of those would say, let's keep going, let's just bang, 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 get a B. Five I, minutes, we're going to yeah, keep the ball, yeah, exactly calm that. down, calm yeah. down. Uh, I mean, the well, thing is, we're, we're, we're set up to be a possession team and he, he's, he's a big part of that and you're right just going who's that the ball that's don't worry about it it's absolutely fine and it's mad because we've been very good at that for two or three seasons but I, I, to this point I made on I think it was the final word and a bit on the build up I think we're so we're so tuned this season to go and score goals because I think we're trying our plan was try and have the league won before January and it's not going to happen, unfortunately, no. because I think Chelsea have got a very yeah. similar model and Man City have got a very similar model. Now, this next month is going to be, next two months is going to be pivotal to that. It could all change in, in, the, ne- in the next few weeks, one way or the other, by the way. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's, we're lacking that little bit of, we've gone at a team for 25 minutes and we've nearly killed them, but we haven't quite. What do we do now? Don't worry, just give me the ball. We're just going to breathe yeah. on this. We're going to rest in possession for 15, 20 minutes and just gave them chase shadows and burn them out without them without it being a game of fucking NBA jam where it's like end to end they'll try and score we'll try and score or, or yeah and Thiago and and Fabinho add to that but it's a it's a fingers crossed situation because that's where we're at our three best midfielders are 28 30 and 31 and they've all got Injury that none of them are a fifty-game a season yeah. player, which makes it hard for you to carry. Because when they're fit, the only point when they're fit, how the hell do you get anywhere near that team? And how do you buy someone of? You can't buy anyone of their quality unless. Well, for it's going to cost a lot of money to buy someone of their quality, who's going to be in around the team and build up to it. We've, it's a, it's, we've got it's four tough. lads in our squad who are controlling game players. One of them is Milner, and those three, and the other four lads we've got in Cater Ox. Elliot and Jones are all very front foot players who you need two of those controllers with them in the team to allow them to be the best player that they can be in their skill set. That's where the balance comes. We've got four and four, and of the four that we've got, we always have injury problems. So maybe we need five and three. And I think that's where the, the, the interest and balance situation comes. So it could be that we lose one of the more attacking players, probably not Jones or Elliot, or one of the other two, and we gain someone who's got a bit more control. Mm-hmm. Because even if you do buy an Eve Basuma and, and he converts to an eight, which you know, at the moment he doesn't, but Gian Klopp will talk about it, Pep Lindsay will talk about it, yeah. then you've suddenly got a whole different balance because if you haven't got Thiago or Henderson, you've got Fabinho and Basuma. Different ball game then. The only other thing, and it's been mentioned by a few people in the comments, and obviously the player three at the back and two up top is the new on vogue formation in the Premier League. Yeah, he can hate it. He does. He does. He hates two up top more than anything else. But, I, but also, I mean, a lot of that goes back to... 442 Diamond was the last on Vogue way of getting two lads 
up top, whereas it's interesting at the moment. I, it, Atletico did it, Brentford did it, um, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea are doing it. My own my concern is I, I wonder whether formations just come and go when you have a couple of years spell with a team that dominates as does something a bit different. And I'm a little concerned that this might be the new way to play. And we're now three five two gets found out. Look at look, it happens all the time. I, gets yeah. found out, then they could they start again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea right. did all the contact, didn't they? Yeah, they got found out, then bang back again. But it's th- to that thing at the moment. If we're lacking a little control in midfield, you could do worse because we've got an abundance of centre halves. You could do worse than lash an extra centre-half in because you're still playing Red, Red Trent, you're still playing Robbo, yeah. you're fundamentally playing very much the same way. You get to play Salah and Mane maybe up top or you keep, you can keep Firmino in or whatever and you just... If you've, if you've not got Fabinho Thiago for another particular stretch of games and it is Henderson, that might be the answer to just... I think... Sure enough, sure. If he was going to change formation, I think he'd be the other way. I think he'd go 4-2-3-1. Well, that's... Yeah. And, he, and, he, yeah. and he would play... The front four, all of them, yeah. with Fabinho in the ten, and then yeah. you, you can just play Henderson. That's what you would do if you had a choice. Or Thiago, Fabinho, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever it is, but I'll be honest, like he's he's why is he going to deviate from this? They train this every day. Everything is about this system. He very rarely goes away from it. And with Sam, it, it falls down when two of the three in midfield are the gung ho attacking lads. It doesn't like Man United. It's Milner and it's it's um, Milner, Henderson, Kaita. Now I know Milner goes off, but when Jones comes on. The game's going so well that Jones doesn't have to do much. He, he just has to tick over. It's when the balance is wrong. The, the one way to... I mean, I've seen him shout, like, put Matt at DM. And, and think, <laughs> I've, I've seen all that. Like, I, I don't see it. But I don't think Klopp would ever go free at the back. I think it causes more issues than it's worth. I think he would he'd do the opposite. And put, You can play Firmino as your... Or, or Minamino as your de facto... But what we've not fielder. seen, and we used to see, that used to be his sh- see a game out. The last five minutes, we would play... We would just last three centre-halves centre in. You know, Matip was the... We're sure in this game up. Here comes Joel Matter. We're winning two one. This is how we're going to get through the game. And again, a lot of this is just one of those things. And the, to, to expect Thiago to play a bunch of games is actually not an unrealistic expectation because mm-hmm. he did it last season. Fabinho will have a spell. Hopefully, this is just his little spell out. Henderson tends to miss the back end of the season, so at least yeah. let's hope we get it sorted before then. But. It's a process at the moment. You know, again, we've, we're playing a more attacking brand of football. I, I, it feels to me like there's just a few tightening of a few screws yeah. here will probably solve the problem more than anything else. But it will, you know, and a little bit more luck. But I also don't think the luck that we're asking for is is is, is massive. It's not what we could just do with what where we need a bit of luck is is impact injuries. And we need to win tomorrow because, like you've just said there. The the, the 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 impact injuries the, the 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 resting of players. If we win tomorrow, we've got two weeks off because we're probably going to be top of the group. I would imagine Porto yeah. got to win away at AC Milan and all kinds of crazy scrap for us to not be top. Win tomorrow, we create our own luck, which is what you're coming to there, because we create an opportunity where we can play Tyler Morton in two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, well, yeah, interesting stuff. Anyway, carry on the debate for us in the live comments or the comments after the fact. If you would be so kind, if you want more from us, we're going to be discussing all kind of things around the football club. Uh, I did the around the league show yesterday with Flav from the Fighting Cock podcast, talking from a Spurs fan perspective on uh, Antonio Conte coming in. Uh, really, really interesting chat. And we had uh, Jamie, a Leicester fan, talking about Brendan Rodgers' struggles as well. We've got the debate show recording tomorrow. We have got Neil Jones doing some Jano insights uh, on Thursday. We've got the Club Legends show as well by our Club Legends subscribers over on Redman Plus. I've got their own show. Uh, who's, who's our guest? Who's the one of us on that on Thursday? That is Sai. 
Sai. So Sai, if you want to get a bit closer to Sai, uh, who's at the moment is is squirreled away behind that wall, we're gonna we're gonna excavate him from the room there and uh, and let him loose with the club legends. Yeah, yeah, all about the production side of what all this this looks very easy for us. There's a lot of size back there. It's the proverbial swan, isn't it? You know, like, uh, like, We're uh, allowed to float because size back there paddling like a madman, yeah, so he's going to tell you what that's like. Yeah, and the Samoppo previews as well. And we've got in conversation with, as well, and, and Liverpool, there's loads, there's loads of stuff. As I say, if you want to try Redmen Plus out free for an entire month, then use the code REDMEN PLUS uh, when you get on there and you get a month to just get a, get a feel for it. You can also get all the extra Redmen shows in your podcasting app as well, so you can get it on the go. So if you're not really, you know, entirely to the video thing too much and you want to get it on the go or on your commute in the car all that kind of stuff then that is entirely possible with Redmen Plus thank you so much gents it's been an absolute pleasure hope to see you over uh, on the redmentv.com other than that uh, have a wonderful week and we're back for it let's go for the watch along see you then Nice one for watching that. If you enjoyed that, get on to Redmen Plus. It's a Liverpool streaming service. It's Netflix for Reds. Over 30 brand new and exclusive interviews, documentaries and shows every single month. If you join as a club captain, you can have your name at the end of every single Redmen TV video. Join now. RedmenTV.com. You will not regret it. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.